Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things act two. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. If anyone understands the definition of hustle, it's a busy divorced mom. But often we forget how our ability to multitask can actually bring in additional streams of income, which is why I'm so excited to have my guest, Tanya Wade, aka Red Hot Miss, on today's episode. Hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina, Tanya is a divorced mom, has her MBA, works in HR, and is a passionate business coach for women who are going through the transition of divorce. She's also like the Michael Jordan of side hustles. Okay, seriously, Tanya slam dunk side hustles like a boss. So in today's episode, Tanya explains the attributes of a red hot side hustle, steps to discover and create your own side hustle, and how we hardworking mamas can better hustle our money and our time. I promise after this delicious chat, you're going to feel inspired and ready to take the next steps to make more money by doing a side hustle that you love. Well, happy Mother's Day month, Tanya. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you too, Sadie. To all the mothers. So fun to highlight amazing moms this month on the podcast. And thanks so much for joining us today. I'm so excited about this topic, as you know. And I love how you've reinvented yourself after divorce. So I want to have you share with our listeners the evolution of the red hot side hustle. Oh, wow. So that's a loaded question. Go for it. I have, honestly, I've been divorced now for five years. It started off with just knowing that, oh my gosh, I've got to have these three, at least three streams of income. And everybody's story, Sadie, is not as, you know, everybody's story is different, right? And so, you know. We're here to listen to your story and learn (laughs) from your story. Okay, I'll take that. (laughs) So um, I have two children. And at the time of my divorce, I had a four-year-old. She was four at the time. And my son was 10. My past was my ex-husband and I, we owned businesses and we experienced the crash, you know, um, 2008, we were in real estate, we were building houses, and then we had done some other things. So needless to say, I know what it's like to file bankruptcy, go through foreclosure, have the, so I know what that's like. It was crazy because I had to, we had to hit the reset button, you know, after that and restart, uh, we had to press the reset button, just like a lot of people. Absolutely. Right. And so, and look how tenacious you are because of that. Thank God. I appreciate that. You know, sometimes you can just kind of look at your story and you just kind of just get a little salty about it. But these two little pairs of eyes are looking at me and I'm looking back at them when I had to relocate from Greensboro to Charlotte. And I'm just like, they did not deserve what they were dealing with. And so at the time I was working for myself, I was in direct sales. My ex-husband at the time, you know, he was the majority breadwinner. And then, of course, I had my thing Um, and it was going well. But at divorce, emotionally, I couldn't handle it. That was in sales. I had to be in front of people, had to be like we are right now, you know, poised, ready to shoot and talk and engage. Not when you're in the divorce fog, Tanya. Can't do that then. I understand. Right. 
right. So I had to get myself together and I said, okay, first off, I'm not going backwards because I had gone through all of that before them, right? I'm not going backwards. And then not only that, I'm going to create a financial, a legacy of financial stability. It just had to be created. I had no other choice. And for me, I defined that as at that time, I had to have three lines of income whatever that was. And I knew my number, my financial number, what I needed to meet in order to take care of myself and these children. And so that's where the hustles came around. But honestly, like you said, it made me who I am today. The things that we went through, I was already an entrepreneur. You know, we had a couple of streams of income, but I had to replace that income that was lost and I had to do it quickly. And so- um, Like a lot of women who go through a divorce, you don't always have the luxury of time. No. You have to Exactly. I mean, immediately, you know, you go through that transition and there's time for transition court and all that. In the meantime, there's still bills, there's still food, there's still responsibilities. So then that's where that came from for me. Really, Red Hot Miss, my brand name, is really Red Hot Mover and Shaker. Sounds about right for you. (laughs) What I know about you. It's perfect name. Thank you. Movers and Shakers. Shakers. So we're moving in excellence and we're shaking off limitations. And Ooh, we're Tanya, that say that world. again. Hit us up with that again. I love it. M- moving in excellence, shaking off limitations. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen listening. And gentlemen, that's right. Exactly. Moving in excellence, shaking off limitations. And I that is so that was my unit name. I used to, like I said, I was in direct sales, so I had that with Mary Kay, but it it flowed with me. It's nothing like seeing a woman and a man who's fully in their purpose. They're making impact, they're making a difference. And you can tell that passion that comes out. It just exudes. I feel it right now on this podcast. Feels great. I needed the boost today. So I'm feeling all your energy, Tanya. Thank you so much. I hope everybody listening is too. Let's hope so. I believe so. That's right. We're bouncing off each other. And I'm telling you, that's where that came from. And so the Red Hot Hustles, I loved it. You coined it. And I'm like, that is it. That is it. That is it. So the Red Hot Side Hustles are those things that are purposeful because I wasn't trying to just get another job, work overtime for them to take more taxes. I needed to bring income home. And honestly, Sadie, I wanted to increase, like I said, those three streams, but not only that, increase my cash flow. Because who knows when at the time, that first full year, I'm in a new city. When I came here, um, I was working a temp job because I was relocating to Charlotte. I had my um, direct sales business and that was going, but emotionally I wasn't there, but it was still a good income. And that was it. I was making $10 an hour. So you were ready to get your hustle salon quickly. So what happened next? So what happened evolution of the red hot side hustles? What happened next was getting myself together, compartmentalizing those feelings and then pushing over to, okay, like you said, what happens next, what we're going to do. So what I ended up doing was I had to go back, redo my resume five years out of the game of HR, which is where I came from. And so I had to redo that, recreate that, optimize that in order for me to land the position that I had, and I've now matriculated since then, they created a position for me based upon that resume. And it was 18,000 more than the previous person that was there. Wow. I was going to make a stand. Everyone let Tanya negotiate for you. Just a sidebar. (laughs) I know. And you know, even with that sidebar quickly, 
what I'm finding is women do not negotiate. Yeah, that, they that don't. is the truth. They don't. I don't we need know. to change I, that. I, we have to. And it, it saddens me. I've even. That's coached. another podcast episode. That's another co- podcast. That's right. That's a whole nother thing. Women and finances and your deserve level. So I had to do that. I held out. So that was one. I said, okay, so we're going to have one main, one main hustle. Right. Right. And then we're going to do two more. Okay. And so cover my bases and then do two more. So they gave me the position. That was great. Wonderful. Then I proceeded to increase my, some time passed. I got myself together and I went back to what I love. So this is the part that is fun, purposeful, invigorating. So I went back to selling Mary Kay, which is what I was doing as an MLM. Um, really what I'm being a proponent of doing what you love, doing what excites you, doing what is going to create life. As a side hustle. As a side hustle. What would you say would be some attributes of a red hot side hustle? Red hot side hustle attributes, definitely creative. When you think about it, it makes you, it makes you just, it just makes you sigh, right? It's, it's not something that's stressful unless you want to be stressful. So, you know, we got our high achievers out there. I'm sure you have them in the audience and they just got to die. All eyes cross every T. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I understand. <laughs> Look, my name is Tanya and I am a recovering, right. recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I love Look, it. Look, that's another one. But really pacing yourself so that it breathes life. So it's you invigorating. Feel, it's invigorating. Fun. Okay. That's right. Fun and purposeful. Purposeful. And I, and I say that because I didn't just want to get another job or work in retail at the mall or at the furniture store or something like I personally didn't want it because for me, it didn't meet those things for me. It had to be flexible because again, I'm a single parent in a city that I really don't know that many many people. So you don't want to leave your kids just with anybody. And it had to breathe life into me, meaning that's the innovative and creative part. It had to be fun. And that was what I went into. So started doing that. And then the Mary Kay, the Mary Kay, okay, right? The MLM, the Mary Kay. And then also too, what I also did. So that's, we talked about the red hot hustles and so side hustles, you're hustling your time and you're hustling your money. So for me on that side, that was the time piece. I didn't have that much. The next chunk of time was being mommy, right? right? So that flexibility was key. Key. For how you're hustling so, your time. Absolutely. Had to be there. No one could tell me. I didn't want someone saying you have to be to work this day, this time. And I'm having to deal with that. Also with dealing with my full-time job with that. That's not Makes cool. Sense. It wasn't cool for me. Makes it sense. wasn't cool for me. Yeah. And so, and we'll get into that a little bit later, how you just, you know, design your life around what's important. Ideally. Because- Hopefully today will be a lot of inspiration for everyone listening to do that a little bit better. I think we forget about, we put ourselves last all the time, but I think I love how this theme, like you really put your needs when you're looking at your side hustles, you really thought about, well, what do I need? I appreciate that. We don't always do that as moms. And so that also too, you got that emotional piece over there and, you know, and and we talked about this too, you know, briefing before the show that that emotional piece, you don't want this side hustle to be a drain emotionally. And you have to just totally come to the table. You know, it has to be something that feeds into you. And then, of course, you're feeding out because of that. It's like a cause and effect. It's just a flow. And, of course, there are going to be times when you, you know, want to do more, be more. But it shouldn't be something that drains you. Okay? Okay. And that's that was so important to me because you need to be there for your kids. And 
the other stuff that you're doing, right? In this transition. So then the other one is hustling your money. I like this part. Oh, I'm all ears. I'm leaning in, Tanya. I need to learn how to better (laughs) hustle my money. So I'm leaning in. So hustling the money, hustling the money. So we don't have but so much time, right? We got eight hours in the day that we're up. And then of course, in the thirst, 24 hours, right? Eight, eight and eight, you're up, you're doing your work, you're sleeping, and then you have the other eight discretionary. So then what's going on with the money that you're building? And so I wanted to definitely increase my savings. Remember just coming back from that stuff and what that emergency fund. And it seems so big, doesn't it, Sadie? It does daunting initially. Six months, 12 months of your salary, of your income or whatever you need. And you're just like, <sighs> but we get there. Baby stepping our way. There. Absolutely. And so with the hustling your, your money is first off, um, I use this app and I love it. Acorn is really good. And then it's counterpart is stash. So I have looked at both of them. I like Acorn better. What is that? What it is, is it's just like, you heard about the Way to Save program with um, Wells Fargo. I don't know if they have Wells Fargo where you are. I do, and I have not heard about it. So what they do is, you know, they round up. So you go to the grocery store, you spend $98 and, and two cents. And so they round it up to the nearest dollar, right? So 98 cents, they put that 98 cents in your savings. Smart. Same, same concept with Acorn is... They take your 98 cents and let's say you go, you swipe your card because, you know, we're all swiping our little cards, right? We sure are. (laughs) It is the way now, unfortunately. It is the way. That's what we're doing. And so we're swiping our cards and what they're doing is as soon as the rounding up to the dollar goes and it grows to $5, you give the app permission. So the app connects to your account and when it hits $5, it invests it for you in stocks and bonds. Oh, fascinating. Is that not like for real? And I'm sitting here thinking, what else would you have done with that $5, Tanya? It would have found its way to some kind of fast food, some kind of- Right. <laughs> a cappuccino. Look, something, a right? A latte. I know, right? <laughs> All that good stuff in one fell swoop. And then, you know, and you don't see anything for it in the future. No return, exactly. No return. And it's so good because this thing is working while you're sleeping, while you're doing other things. And so I honestly kind of see it as like that makeshift partner you know, because when you're in a dual income household, whatever you, what they're like your fail safe. It could be where they're your fail safe. Well, it's only on you, honey. Right. So we need to do our own fail safing. You know what I mean? I until do. until that part comes in or whatever, we need to do that. And so when I honestly, I downloaded it. It was the easiest thing. It does sound scary that an app is connected to your bank account. Account, but like you said, it's the way of life. And you give it permission. The minimum is $5. The minimum is $5. It's not a monthly fee. It just, you give it permission to round up your spending to the next dollar. It takes it, it gives you an alert when it hits $5 and it invests it for you. Little, little, little. That's like and passive income. I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. And then the other thing is um, consignment. And so everybody knows about that, right? Oh, yes. And and then, but then there's consigning on the good old phone. And I've never um, done that. This is this will be interesting. I've is, never done that. Never done that. This is where my children get to participate. My, now, my daughter, not so much. I mean, she doesn't know to participate. She participates with putting the clothes that she can't wear anymore in the bag. And we taking it to the consignment shop. 
But my son, and I'm going to tell you what I do with that money, because it sounds probably very small and minute, but I'm telling you just the discipline of that can really create big things. So with my son, though, you know, sneakers are expensive. Shoes are expensive. They are quality ones. Yes. Right. And so you got $200, $300 pair. I'm not paying that much for sneakers. His aunties, his father, his, you know, that godmother, they do those things. And he knows I'm not asking mom for that. That's right. <laughs> no. So anyway, um, mom's too practical for that. Sh- I love it. It's too practical for that. So he has these shoes and I'm telling you, you can download GOAT, greatest of all time, G-O-A-T, GOAT, and you resell your sneaker. Fascinating. Now, is that not that? I mean, and it gets your children in the mindset of, taking care of their things. I was just going to say that so they can resell them and make money. That's brilliant. That's a great life skill. It's a life skill. Thank you. That's right. It's a life skill. And it's like, you know, it's like a two for one experience. You're making money and teaching a life skill. That's why you're the red hot miss over there. That's all. (laughs) That's why you have that name for your business and not me. You are so funny. (laughs) Not hardly, not hardly. We're doing this thing. And so I'm telling you, he got excited about it. I said, honey, you know, take pictures of your sneakers because I wish I, if I were in person with you, I could see. At first he was walking so gingerly in these shoes and I'm sitting there like, why are you walking that way? (laughs) He said, because my shoes can't get any creases. (laughs) <laughs> My son now is 17, okay? At the time we started this, it was maybe like three years ago. And I'm sitting there like, well, you're not getting any girls doing that. Uh, and it was like, it just, it keeps the mom, the shoe doesn't get that many creases. It's very, very light. And I it extends the wear. I said, now look at this. So Sadie literally in his closet, they were like these shoes nicely Look how together. disciplined he is. I'm yes, right? <laughs> So he's made some serious cash from these shoes he's selling. He's made some money. Absolutely. Now that's when I can wrangle him and say, you can't wear these anymore. Please let's sell them. Let's not keep looking at them in the closet because they're not doing anything for us. (laughs) So he lets them go slowly, but surely, slowly, but surely he lets them go. Maybe two sizes later, he'll let them go. But it has worked. And I'm telling you, it came out of conversation. Doesn't, I mean, so many things do. It came out of conversation. He had gotten some Jordan 7s retro. So, you know, of course, we know Jordan doesn't play anymore. And Sadie, sadly, someone stole them at the Y. And this is how this came about. And I was so devastated and I was mad. I was hurt for him. We all went swimming, you know, and I was hurt for him. He's a good kid. He's just a good kid. And so I was determined. Now, again, like I said, I didn't buy the sneakers. And so you know, the replacement pair. I was like, what is this? I'm not going to get a used pair of sneakers. And uh, one of my coworkers said, Tony, you can get these because you can't find them. They were sevens. It was suede. It was gold. You couldn't find them. And I said, well, what can I get? And so she is in my office and she's showing me this picture. And I said, I don't know. This is someone else's shoe. She said, Tanya, people sell their shoes. So that's how you learned about this app. That's how I learned about it. I was just, you know, you got the Nike app and different apps to buy sneakers. So there is the silver lining, even though the, the shoes were stolen, which is a terrible situation. You have silver lining. Right. Now you have a great hustle. As, Your side has a hustle. <laughs> I love it. Look, it was fun. It's yes. creative, right? It is. Flexible. And it's purpose- 
that's it flexible right flexible and i mean it it has so many pluses so many pluses and so he you know we ended up we didn't get those because they weren't the size and his size and all that but the point was we found it we utilized it on one side and on the other side we bought some shoes as well so they sell shoes new shoes and then we can also resell our old shoes and so we just kept that because i just thought i saw the eyes look at his eyes he liked it and i'm thinking that's what's up let's start talking about money you know and let's start really looking at the importance of being financially astute and i love how you're bringing your family into the the side hustle mentality at such a young age that's fantastic i mean mom of the year over there everyone oh gosh (laughs) All of us, all of us, because you know what? I think we do the most out of the areas that cause us the most pain, you know? Talk more about that. Um, Say that again. Talk more about that. Well, you know, growing up, again, I came from a single parent home. My dad and my mom were married for 23 years, but he was in and out, in and out. And um, so they were like two states apart. And so I would see my mom having to, we just had to make do, you know, she was an educator, but she worked for the state. She got paid once a month. I knew when that time of the month came when us, when, you know, we were going to get things in the house because that means mom got paid. And growing up, I'm thinking, no, I don't want this life. I don't want this life. Now she did great. She did great for us. We were in a nice middle-class neighborhood. Everything was fine. However, I saw the struggle. Right. Two kids, one income. She did what she had to do. And at one point she was working a main job and she used to teach in the evenings. Um, Like I said, she was an educator. So she taught in the prison system in the evenings. And so, you know, we were home doing what we do homework, things like that. But she came home, she was tired. Uh, Eventually she let that go and we just made do with what we had, but I didn't want that, Mm -hmm. you know? And all of us get married with that, most of us do anyway, that fairy tale, white picket fence, what, 2.5 kids. We're conditioned to believe that fairy tale. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. We're not conditioned to be financially independent, are we, Tanya, as women? That's right. Because, and and you're so right, because the thing is, what I learned from my mother was to tithe, give 10% and pay your bills. And that was it. And, but there's so much more, you know, um, there's so much more. I thank God for that training because I've been tithing and I know it's God's grace that has brought us even this far. I know it we are beyond a shadow of a doubt, but there's other things to it. So just like what we're talking about now, I hear even when, you know, I was, I talked to women about Mary Kay or even just doing something else. I don't have time. I don't have time, but yet you see the desire is there. I love that you said that comment that people make. We don't have time. I'm right. gonna pl- I'm gonna play that card right now, and I'm gonna say to you, Tanya, I don't I don't have more time. And you're gonna say, but Sadie, but Sadie, what are you doing now? Tell me what's your schedule now. And then I know you work a full time job. Well, I'm a business owner, and as you yeah, know, okay. business owners we never stop working. Really, no, we don't. That's but right. but I have learned within my business to have more streams of income within my business. Meaning I don't just provide this service. I provide this service and this service and this service. That's right. And that's how I can create more income within my business. So I have learned how to do that with my time, hustling my time that way. Oh my gosh. I better start selling the shoes I own. But anyway. (laughs) I'm sure you can do that. I've heard women do that too. I know it. I know it. 
So when, you, when women say, I don't have the time, though, you you encourage them that they do have the time. They just need to look at things differently. That's exactly right. So I'm asking questions. I'm pulling out a calendar. And because, but see, you already have a business owner mentality. Um, that was, you know, really just a parody what we just did. But I had to take them from an employee standpoint to an employer, like they're employing themselves. So your time is your time. Now, if I can show you how to make X amount of dollars in six hours, these six hours that you've allotted, that we've gone through that calendar for the week, just a week calendar, you got you have six extra hours, two days a week or three days a week. Well, what could we do to maximize that time? Because I know you're busy. How can we tailor this so that it meets your needs? Again, going back to those three, it doesn't pull and drain you because you're not going to stick with anything like that and that you enjoy it. Right. Then we craft a plan for her to move forward with that. And honestly, that's not just a plan for Mary Kay. Just like you saw these different streams of income, it's really capitalizing on what you have right there. And how do you do that? And then you're bringing those things back into your into your family. That's what I was about to say. I don't care how small it is. And I know you can relate, right? She said, no, I can do this. I can do this. This is all within my wheelhouse of my business. This is what I can do. This is what I'm bringing. What my skills can, how That's my skills can manifest into income. That's right. Right. And, 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 and honestly, what I'm, you know, being grateful for all of it. I don't care how small it is or how big it is. It's going into this pot. We have a plan. And so just like I was talking about consigning and stuff, yeah, it may be a lower tier, but guess what? It kept me from overspending in my main account and stressing myself out on my monthly things because, you know, we swipe the card, right? Right. I think you had your quote, show up for yourself each day. Consistency wins the long game. Yes. Consistency will pay off. It'll pay off. Right. I think also- Just being patient with the process, because I think we're conditioned for, especially in this new age with things having instant gratification. And as you know, as a business owner, and as I know, as a business owner, it's the long game. It's the long game. And you have to show up every day and just take a step. Just do one thing off the list towards your side hustle to to grow it. And it will come together in time. It'll come together in time. Absolutely. And I, you know, even uh, with that, and I'm, I'm glad you said that going from, it's a process, like you were saying, just being consistent in the long game. This is now morphed into now what I'm doing now, which is coaching women and helping them reinvent themselves. And because you reinvented yourself. And I love that how now you are taking what you've learned and mm-hmm. giving it back. And it's like you said, it's inspiring. It's fun. It's flexible. And it gives exactly. you an incredible purpose. Absolutely. And, you know, with that being said, reinventing yourself on your resume, even self-employed uh, women who are going through divorce because I was self-employed, but then I went and added in the employment uh, so that I could, you know, marry the two, streamlining that business so that, like you were saying, it increases your profitability. And then it, my thing is from an HR perspective, I want to come in and strengthen those areas so that you can get help. Because as women, don't we try to do it all, we Sadie? Do. Never really <sighs> works out well when we try to do it all, does it? We get sick. <sighs> Burnt out. What? We get burnt out. I think we can be effective. True. It's not effective to do it all. So you need help. 
delegate that's, the help. That's another area. Yes. Yeah, you need help um, at home as well as in your business. And so those are the areas in which I help to um, help women through this transition process. And so, you know, with their businesses small, I'm talking about self-employed, five employees or less. And then of course, the professional track of reinventing yourself, your resume, doing your career change, maximizing your skill sets, making them transferable, and let's capitalize off of that and your true purpose of things, your wheelhouse of skill sets and and your talents so that we can maximize that and monetize that and build your confidence along the way. And that is being a red hot mover and shaker, baby. That's what it is. Getting our hustle on. So I think a lot of people would love to do a side hustle. But, and they have so many interests. I mean, we're, we're layered people. We have so many different interests. So right. what is your advice to, to the women and men listening on how they can begin to discern where a side hustle could come from? I mean, do they just write a big list of ideas or what do you, what do you suggest? You know, honestly, it's, it's funny you should ask that because it was really like a, it was a soul searching process. And I know some people are like, well, you just said Mary Kay. Yep. I know I said it, but at the same time, before that, I had to really see, well, what makes Tanya come alive? And first thing, like I said, it can't just, it can't pull life out of you. It has to give you life. If you think about something, let's say I'm reminded of this story, and I think you would really appreciate this. This lady shows up at this place. My cousin and his wife got married, and they said there was this older lady there with two cameras professional, you know, level cameras. She's just taking pictures. They got married in a hot air balloon. How awesome is that? In COVID last year. Brilliant. Talk about resourceful and imaginative and inspiring. (laughs) Clearly they know you. And so this woman is there and they're saying she's following them everywhere. And she just says, listen, I love taking photographs. I just love it. I don't charge. I'm not trying to get you on my mailing list, nothing like that. But I'm just taking pictures. If you want them, you can have them. But this is what I just love to do. And I'm telling you, that story stuck with me, especially even for this podcast, because she gave them the pictures and they were just awestruck. They said, there's this is insane. We couldn't have paid anyone to do this and she was there. And so that is like rule number one. Does Is it inspiring to you? Does it make you excited? Does it help you just breathe, right? Because you're dealing with all this other stuff. And even if you're not going through transition of divorce or whatever, the point is we're busy. The right. point is we're adding these things into our lives. Right. It has to give us something, right? And so that is a gratifying that way. Another thing too is there are people who are crafty maybe with their hands or I have a friend, she's, she has a, what does she call it? A hobby room and she makes doll houses and she scrapbooks and she makes these cute little things and, you know, picture frames and stuff. And I'm thinking you, what, you know, and she on her, Etsy? I'm like, isn't she on Etsy? Get her on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can sell this stuff, right? And so, but it brings her joy, satisfaction, it's creative. And for me, it's an outlet, right? And so um, that is something, you're looking for something that gives you an outlet, that brings you joy. Even if it's something as one of my girlfriends, she started juicing. Then she ended up losing weight. Then people started asking her about it. She had an enterprising mindset. And she was like, okay, well, see if you like it. Seems like to me, a lot of businesses kind of start like that, mm-hmm. really. She began to, really, it came from a need. And then she was able to market it. And so that's marketability, marketability and credibility. She lost weight. She looks great. 
her skin is clearing up. She's excited. She's telling people about it. Okay, now let's market it. And so my thing is start slow. Find that thing that will brief life. And not only that, things that people compliment you on. So didn't you mm. say you went through that too, right? Like, I did. You I did. Your friends? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. I actually, years ago, I brought a group of friends to a tea and they were gracious enough to spend about two hours with me and just wrote on a list. Literally, we passed a list, a sheet of paper and they wrote on this list things that I, they felt I excelled at. And by the end of that tea, I had this long list of attributes that some things I, you know, oh yeah, I resonate with that. I'm like, oh, and the others were like, oh wow, yeah, thank you. So I think right. your the people that know you can also uh, bring light to where you shine because That's sometimes right. we're, you know, we're we're with ourselves a lot and yeah. we we don't always give ourselves the credit we deserve. Does that sound familiar, so Tanya? And so to have people in your life who've known you a long time say, look, you're really amazing at this. You're, you're yeah. someone who's so organized, you should do blank, or you're someone who is incredible with this skill set of resume writing like you, 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 right. you should do this. So I think it helps to also bring in, you don't have to necessarily see a career counselor, but that's ideal too, if you can, but right. for a side hustle, like just bring a group of friends together, have a tea week, yeah. you know, we're getting vaccinated now. We can be together again. This is we so exciting. That's Not right. just Zoom calls. You can have a face-to-face -face <laughs> tea again. And what a great idea to encourage each other. Let's think of side hustle ideas and where, where we are, our strengths really shine and just start riffing. I mean, it can be something as simple as that to get you going. To get you going. And I'm telling you, um, you know, just following back up, there's, I love, um, you know, we have mentors um, far and wide. We may have, you may have a mentor who is in your presence and one who's just always on YouTube or TV or whatever. And so one of mine is Evan Carmichael. And he wrote this book, Your One Word. He goes through this, this series of questions that you can ask yourself. And it leads to, who was your favorite teacher and why? What's your favorite movie and why? What song resonates with you? And when you hear it, it just, you know. And when I went through those questions, Sadie, I found out that my one word is freedom. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm telling you, and then there was a, I forget this other author. I bet you I will remember when this is over. But he was talking about finding that career that is good for you. Even if you're going through a change, it doesn't have to be, you know, right out of college or high school or whatever, but structuring your life around that one thing. And for me, I thrive in freedom. Now it took me some years to find that out, but if you cramp me in and tell me I have to listen to this or be at this place at a certain time or an employer telling me I can't go on vacation to this place I want to go to because of what they're willing to pay me, Oh, honey, please. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. And so centering your life around that piece of you that makes who you are. It could be purpose. It could be serendipity. It could be, you know, love, laughter or whatever. But whatever that thing is, your side hustle, who you are, that's where the purposeful part comes in. You may have to dabble a lot. And you may have to find your way, but I'm going to tell you, when you find the thing that resonates with you, coupled with, you know, your friends, what they've told you, your family, who's always said, oh, you know, you're always good at this, or you're good at matchmaking, or you're good at math, or you're good in science, bringing all those things together, 
and then how it flows around that one word, who you really are to your core. And for me, it's freedom. But I intentionally went on that search to find it. That's what brings me the most freedom, flexibility with my job, with my other lines of income and being able to teach other women, how can you be free? Because when you don't know who you are and you're struggling at that financially, oh my goodness, you're not free. You're living in bondage. You're just living to survive. And that is the worst state to be in. I think sometimes we women don't think we're worthy of a career that we love. And I know we talked about this in the pre-show, that myth that we're not good enough. What do you say to that? It saddens me. It does. That's the first feeling that I had when you first said it. Because our very nature is to give, 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 give. And especially as as moms, that's what we're conditioned to think we need to be doing all the time is give, give, give. Yeah. That's right. And when we do that, how can you continue to give from an empty vessel? You can't. Not well. You can, but not well. That's right. You can, but not well. And not only do you suffer, but the person who's receiving, they also suffer too. Yes. Heaven forbid, you know, most time, you know, maybe your children or, or, you know, people around you in your close circle, whatever. But it's sad. And that's where we have to work on our mindset of raising our deserve level. In one of my um, lives in my Facebook group, I have a Facebook group and I know we'll, we'll get to that, but it's called Living Fiercely After Divorce. What I talked about was writing your own check, writing your own check. It doesn't matter if you're employed, if you're self-employed or what have you, you have the ability to write your own check. And it does start with your mindset of raising your deserve level. And you're right. I believe now men, I have found not many at all, very slim, if they don't have a a deserve level when it comes to things like that, Mm -hmm. um, healthy deserve level, um, men that I've encountered. Women, I found, especially with the HR helm that I'm in, they don't ask, they don't negotiate. They just take the job. I've only had one woman to come back. And, and do you not know when she got the job? <laughs> I saw her, I said, oh, yes, you did it. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Doing your elbow bump in the hallway. That's right. On the low, on the low, on the low. <laughs> oh, that is so great. But it's so important. It's, it's so, so important. important. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's more than just a self-help topic or women's empowerment topic. I really believe, Sadie, because of the conditioning we've had growing up, mm-hmm. little girls on up, seeing our moms, grandmoms, great-grandmoms, aunties, aunties, whatever, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And look, that one who does it, I mean, she sacrifices, but she loves herself and has a high deserve level. You know, she sticks out like a sore thumb. You know exactly. what I mean? So true. Yeah, she does. And then it's like you aspire to be like her. And you're like, but how? And then you go back to your house where you you don't see that. And then you have to reset your brain and your heart to say, no, I do deserve this. And it's okay. It's okay. And I can and, do this. And I can and I do it. I am doing this. That's it. And making the plan to follow through being your accountability. So the first step when people are done listening to this podcast episode on red hot side hustles, they're going to get out a sheet of paper. That's At it. At the top of it, they're going to write, 
what do I feel passionate about? That's right. And they're just going to riff, 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 riff. Keep Easy. It, keep it going. Easy. Exactly. What's That's one right. other quick action step someone can do right when they get off this podcast? Another action step is um, definitely download the apps. If you don't have it that we talked about, um, Acorn, like I said, is good. That's something you can do right now on whatever income level you're on. You can decide that. Um, or find another one, you know, like I said, we're not paid endorsers of these things, but, um, find something so that you are able to stash away some change, stash away some change so that you're creating a future for yourself. So that's number two. Perfect. And then, and then I would say number three, what else? Go out. I and I will, I didn't even think about this, but I must need to say it. There's a book out there. And it is entitled, How I Saved My First $50. How did I save my first $50? It's written by a woman. It's two women, I believe. I don't remember the name. But I would go to Barnes & Noble when I felt low. And I would need some type of inspiration, something. And instead of sulking, I went out, made myself get up, get out, and go there, buy the book. And that was the book that I had gotten some years ago. And it tells you step by step after you get $50, then this is what you do. You go to a hundred, this is what you do. And it's step by step by step. So these are small things to create a huge win. And then lastly, I would say, keep that paper out of what brings you joy, what brings you passion, journal it and do it for the next 30 days. I'm serious. Brilliant. And if you look and see if you are repeating You're yourself, cheating. I was just going to say, yes, it's right. Sign. Yes. There it is. That's the sign, honestly. And then go with that and give yourself grace while you do it. Tanya, you exude the passion that you speak about. And I love that about you. Thank you, you really have such a beautiful, beautiful energy. And I hope it's just given that boost to everyone listening that you can find a side hustle. Absolutely. You have transferable skills, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't even realize. Find that time for that tea with your friends. They're going to remind you about all of your strengths. Write this list about your passions. Consider these apps. But most importantly, consider connecting with Tanya. (laughs) And how can... The listeners find you. Okay. So definitely on IG is Coach Red Hot Miss. Coach Red Hot Miss on IG. And also, too, um, this is so good. So there's two things that are happening. I have a Thrive As You Stride. Thrive As You Stride. And that is a program that I do where I work with women, my clients, on how to reinvent themselves. And so you can... Email info at redhotmiss.com. That's redhotms.com. Info at redhotmiss.com or either DM me uh, in my social platforms at Coach Red Hot Miss. And speaking of books, you have one that's hot off the presses. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Going from Misses to Miss, Six Steps to Mastering Divorce. I'm intrigued. Victoriously. 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 Yes, ma'am. Six steps on how you do it. And look, you're not crazy and you have these emotions and I want to just connect with you with it and help you through it from my story. And definitely, hopefully that can help you get through it, master that transition victoriously. I knew this conversation would be so delicious and and I was right. Because you are delicious. Yes, you were. You are too. (laughs) Well, I am ready to get my 
hustle back on here. I'm going to write my list. I'm going to think beyond what I've already thought I could be doing with my time. I'm going to think bigger. I'm going to think smarter. I'm going to hustle my time and money better. Time and money. Right. You're on the way. You're doing it, Sadie. Come on. You're already doing it. We are. (laughs) And happy Mother's Day month again to you and to everyone who is a mom who is listening. You're amazing. Keep loving yourself, finding that time for yourself and finding your red hot hustle for the year. There you go. There you go. Slam this out this year out with a hot, red, hot hustle. Yeah. Red hot side hustle. That's Mm, right. mm, And mm. happy Mother's Day to you too, Sadie, and all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. Wonderful. From my heart to yours. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Tanya. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. Tanya and I are cheering you on as you start on your journey towards a side hustle, a red hot side hustle. And like Tanya said in today's episode, your side hustle should be something that you love, something that excites you and is going to give you life. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I cannot wait to connect with you soon on the next episode. Till then, you take good care.